episode of A Prairie Home Acid Trip. I'm your host, Joe Price, and let's talk about Baby Yoda. In the history of existence, all 6,000 years of it, there has there been a greater gift to humanity? For unto this world was born a child, and the child was good. I'm of course assuming that all of you by now have given Lord Disney your $6.99 a month and have absorbed the available episodes of The Mandalorian. It's spectacular. There's no way around it. The show is incredible. I'm only now deciding that Star Wars is a thing I like after finally watching The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi for the first time ever. Guys? They're good. I get it. Now... There was a time I could joke about Jar Jar Binks being a cultural touchstone, but those days have passed along with a significant part of my personality. So, kind of lost, loss and gain. Uh, a Vanity Fair article came out this month by uh, Anthony uh, Bresnikan. Uh, <laughs> Bresnikan? Where's, where's he from? Is he from Tatooine? <laughs> With Bresnikan? Okay. Uh, well, he wrote this article called Baby Yoda Has Conquered the World. And I'm going to have to read the first bit of it here because it's uh, great. And because it gives us a glimpse into the uh, curious, unique mind of Werner Herzog. The faith in their little green god was not strong enough. That was the judgment of Werner Herzog, the imperious German filmmaker turned galactic space villain turned Baby Yoda fan club president. When he saw the Mandalorian creator and showrunner John Favreau and executive producer Dave Filoni removing the miniature creature from the set during one of his scenes with the being. They were preparing to shoot a blank slate of the sequence as a backup in case they decided during post-production that the puppet wasn't convincing enough and a digital version had to be substituted. Herzog, known for his films about pushing the limits of human ability and endurance, could not hide his contempt. You are cowards, he declared. Leave it. Can you imagine Werner Herzog? calling you a coward, staring through your soul with his blank appraising face, judging every decision you've ever made. It seems devastating. This guy's in love with the child and talked to it like it was a living creature. Fantastic. Now, I was talking to a friend earlier today and she brought up a great point. When he was talking to the child, this baby Yoda child, um, was he talking to it with the puppeteer also kind of reacting to what he was saying? Or was Werner just talking to this beautiful, um, lifeless uh, doll? And honestly, either scenario is fantastic, but picturing Werner talking to baby Yoda and some poor puppeteer just trying to keep up. It's a lot of fun. Now, apparently this whole series takes place after 
uh, Yoda proper uh, is uh, has died, meaning there are other Yoda beings. Is this Yoda's son? How do Yodas procreate? Is it, is it like seahorses, where the male seahorses carry the babies? Did Yoda give birth at his little shack? So many questions. Now, my mind is swirling with questions. One of the largest is, oh, hey, what species even is Yoda? That seemed like a simple enough question that I'd assumed it would be met with scoffs and jests. This question surely would expose me as a bandwagon space opera fan. Apparently not. My, my quest took me to Wikipedia, which is the name of a thing that exists. This is what that definitive source has to say on the matter. Quote, For reasons unknown, George Lucas maintained a strict policy of keeping the history, name, origin, and whereabouts of this species unknown. When asked what species Yoda is, Lucas has only joked, he's a frog. In the documentary From Puppets to Pixels, he joked that Yoda is the illegitimate child of Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy. Prior to the creation of Yaddle for The Phantom Menace, Lucasfilm actively discouraged licensees from exploring Yoda species, wishing to avoid confirming that an entire species of Yoda-like individuals even necessarily existed. Lines cut from Revenge of the Sith simply refer to the species as Yoda's species. Now guys, I'm about to lay something on you right now. Santa Claus appears to be a member of Yoda's species, as shown in Star Wars Adventure Journal 8, though this is an Easter egg and therefore is non-canon in Legends. In Star Wars X-Wing, which also includes a cameo of Santa Claus, what appears to be a member of this species can be seen on the floor of a hangar of the Starship Independence. Um, Santa Claus is a Yoda? Are you telling me he uses the Force to get the presents to all the children around the planet? It definitely answers a few questions, but it creates uh, uh, a couple more. For instance, is Santa wearing some sort of a human mecha suit to appear as we do on Earth and piloting the thing as a Yoda from within? Does Santa have to be this great big fat man to allow Santa Yoda space to move around in there? Star Wars has ruined my previously healthy and perfect brain with these questions. And I kinda love it, baby. Oh, and uh, uh, hold the acid, I almost forgot. And I was kidding about the 6,000 years business, but you knew that. Let's get on with the show.
Like, give me one chance? <laughs> Trey's expressions are the best. This is the band that complements each other the best in a symphonic, electronic, funktastic way. trip is brought to you by a documentary it's between me and my mind it's a film made by trey anastasio uh, driven by a constant need to create fish frontman trey anastasio takes on new projects including some of his most personal music to date as well as fish's ambitious new year's eve show at madison square garden quickly from that Fish's ambitious. <laughs> they knew what they were doing with that rhyme scheme. Those schemesters. Anyway, it's a Trey uh, filming, uh, basically him recording the album Ghosts of the Forest, which is a, a deeply personal album, and it's also real good. And, you know, exactly what I said, Fish performing for their New Year's Eve show. But it's, it's him recording that album, getting together with the bandmates, uh, doing some jams, going back to his childhood home where he raised his family. Uh, it's fantastic. It's not for free. You gotta buy it. But I bought it. I've watched it several times. I think it's worth it. Between me and my mind. You can find it on... Amazon Prime. With additional considerations brought to you by... The Mandalorian. Oh, you had to know that was coming. Of course you did. The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Give your money to the mouse. Disney+. Plus. The Mandalorian is fantastic. I have not cared for a character like the child, Baby Yoda. Um, and since it's, I, I don't know if I've ever cared for anything as much as I love that Baby Yoda. On top of that, the show's good. Honestly, if you're not watching it by now, what are you doing? You're not doing. You're, you're, you're doing it wrong. You gotta watch that show, baby. Um, if you, if you don't have Disney Plus contact me i'm on twitter at comfortable joe drop in my dms i'll give you my login information i don't care you, you gotta watch this show the mandalorian disney plus it's worth your time well that'll about do it for this week's episode a shorter episode for sure, but in fairness, the last two episodes where, where uh, well, one of them I was watching an episode of Frasier, and the other one I was 
talking about cats. So this episode, we are slowly, uh, methodically, we are easing our way back into a standard format, uh, uh, like a sore person easing themselves into a bathtub. Uh, Now, we haven't thrown the bath bomb in yet, dear listener. That's maybe next week. But we're in the tub, and we're warming our joints. Um, so that's about it. Uh, we covered a lot. Uh, Baby Yoda is a a a cultural firestorm. Good Lord, the the the, the being to unify all of mankind. It's too early to say, but uh, not too early to put a bet on it. I would. Uh, we covered fish, which I feel like I have not done enough uh, fish talk, probably out of fear for uh, dividing an audience that does not exist. But honestly, watch that documentary. It's so good. I, I, I can't tell you enough. Even if you don't like fish, I, I, I didn't sell this enough in that advertisement. Even if you don't like fish, Trey is such a charismatic figure, and he's so genuine and just a good dude. You'll fall in love with him, and you'll root for him. And his parents are so cool, and everybody in Fish is just a stone-cold chiller. Guys, you gotta watch this. That It might be your in to liking Fish, a band that you, in every likelihood, have some real opinions about, despite having no experience with, because I was that person also, and that's fair. It took me listening to a podcast to get into fish, which is maybe the widest sentence ever said out loud. Maybe. Uh, But it's great, and I, I, I guarantee you won't regret it. You'll enjoy it in some degree. You won't regret it, though. That's fantastic. Disney Plus, $6.99 a month. Got a seven-day free trial. Uh, Get on that. The Mandalorian is worth it. There's other stuff on there. Everything Disney's ever done slowly being loaded onto the Mouse Network. So that's great. Something I forgot to mention is a little film by Martin Scorsese on uh, Netflix. Ever heard of it? Called The Irishman. Have you seen it yet? Have you committed the three and a half hours to watch it? Because if you haven't, you should. Any reservations you have about the runtime, don't worry about it. I have posted a stolen Twitter thing on my Facebook. Find me. Contact me. If yeah, I gave my Twitter thing, Comfortable Joe. Get a hold of me at Comfortable Joe. They gave it way, uh, like a way of breaking down the Irishman in, to make it like a mini series with little um, palatable chunks, if you will. I personally um, blasted right through it. I took I took pauses because you know you're drinking water. You got to go to the bathroom, so I did that. Um, so I paused it, and honestly, my pause breaks 
lined up pretty well with the thing I stole from Twitter that I posted on the Facebook.com. So there's something to it. So maybe your natural body chemistry, just through the process of existing, will allow you to pause this in a way to make it palatable as a miniseries. But I, again, uh, one sitting, I rewatched it the next day. It's so good. Uh, one, Joe Pesci's gonna win a fucking Oscar for this movie. The guy is just, I, 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 there are no words. He was so good. Uh, Al Pacino is gonna at least get nominated for an Oscar. Wow. And Robert De Niro, good Lord. The de-aging technology um, uh, embraced by the Irishman. The, 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 uh, the funny part that really held this movie up for so long was this de-aging technology. And it worked, it worked fine. I, I bought into it, the acting was so good, you kind of ignore it. Like at first, the first time you see Robert De Niro in that truck, it's like, oh, whoa, oh, this is weird. But you, you quickly ignore it. Um, it, it's great. Yeah, 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 you get past it. At the near the end of the movie, Robert De Niro's character makes a phone call, and I have not been able to get that scene out of my head since I've watched this movie. I think about it nearly every day. It is so good. I can't. I, I, it's hard to explain how good this was. Uh, you'll, you'll watch it and you'll see if. By that point in the movie, if you haven't been sucked in by these characters and by the story, uh, I, I truly don't know what to tell you because you, you may be a C-3PO. You may be a galactic droid. I don't know. But by that point in the movie, that phone call, and because I don't know about you, dear listener, but I've definitely had calls like that or conversations like that where, you know, like you know something but they don't know something and you're trying to kind of be on their side, but you can't tell them what you know. Oh, there's so many layers to it. Oh my God, it's so good. And then the ending, don't get me started. Watch the movie, we'll talk about it. Boy, The Irishman is so good. It might be my favorite movie of the year which is saying something. Oh my God. Maybe it, it could be some recency bias here, but oh my God, it's so good. So I encourage you to watch The Irishman. I encourage you to watch The Mandalorian. Um, if the IMDB is correct, it's only an eight episode season. And by uh, recording this episode, we're four episodes deep, so we're halfway through already. That's upsetting because I can't go a year without the Baby Yoda. I, I, I need the Baby Yoda. And I can only rewatch the episode so much. Oh, boy. There's a lot happening here, guys. It's, it's uh, the, the uh, 2019 is expiring uh, in a real sprint. So I guess that's it. Um, so I will say until next time. If there is a next time, goodbye.